a short message for grown-ups. At Sleep Tight Relax, our mission is to bring calming entertainment to children and their families at sleep time. For more stories, sleep sounds, guided meditations, music for sleep, and more, all ad-free, visit sleeptightpremium.com to begin your free trial. A link can be found in our show notes. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. Sounds, music, and stories for calming busy minds. I am Cheryl, and I read and edit all the stories. Production and sound design is by my husband, Clark. We hope that our simple mix of relaxation techniques, sounds, and stories provide a soft landing from you and your family's day. Before we continue with our story, let's first make sure you are cozy and comfortable. Turn off the lights, silence notifications, Find your comfortable place, your place to relax, or your favorite position in bed. Position your pillows, a teddy, or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Now that you are comfortable, Let's take a few minutes to relax your body and mind. Let's begin with a few slow, deep belly breaths. Each time you breathe in, breathe all the way down into your belly. Breathe in slowly through your nose and feel your belly and lungs expand with air and then slowly release the air through your mouth. Take your time. Breathe in. And breathe out. Keep breathing slowly like this and feel how it relaxes you to breathe deeply. Imagine that your body is like a balloon. When you breathe in, feel your chest and sides expanding like a balloon filling with air. When you breathe out, imagine your body is like a balloon shrinking with the air slowly being let out. Breathe in like a balloon being blown up. Now breathe out like the air is being let out of a balloon. Let the air out by blowing it through your mouth. Breathe in through your nose, imagining your body expanding like a balloon. And now imagine letting the end of the balloon go and the air being so, so slowly released 
as you breathe out through your mouth. In this episode, I am going to share The Flower Princess, Part 3. We have shared the first two parts earlier, and I wanted to finish the story. In this part, Princess Florette needs to see if Prince Fortmain or Prince Joyful will be the one to find the flower she loves. Prince Fortmain believes he will be successful and searches for a long time to find the two bros, the correct flower he believes. Joyful wakes early to search for the flower he believes will be the correct one. As you listen to this episode's sleep story, continue to focus on gentle, deep breaths. I hope you have a deep and restful sleep. The Flower Princess, Part 3 But the Prince Fortmain had no such peace of mind. He was wounded in his princely pride because of having been defeated by the wandering minstrel. He could not sleep. But, resolving to be beforehand with Joyful, went out into the garden by night and sought high and low for the flower favorite of the princess. For he said to himself, the precious time has been almost spent by that luckless fight. And by the hour when I arise tomorrow, it will be time to present myself before the princess. He was a lazy, loitering prince, which was one reason for his sour temper, I suppose. I must then find the flower tonight, before the villain minstrel does so. Up and down the flowery paths went Fort Maine, in and out among the sleeping blossoms. Most of them had shut their eyes tightly, and he could not see how beautiful they were. At last he came upon a white, heavy-scented tube-rose, gleaming in the moonlight, and it seemed to him the fairest of all. Ha, he said, this is the sweetest blossom. Surely this must be the favorite of the Princess Florette. I will pluck this, and tomorrow I will take it to her and claim her hand. He gathered the two bros and took it with him to his chamber. But even then, the Prince Fortmain could not rest. The odor of the flower was heavy and sickening, and it gave him troubling dreams. All night, wretchedly, he tossed and turned, and there was no refreshment in his sleep. Joyful woke in the morning, fresh and happy and full of eagerness. 
he woke very early, earlier even than usual, when he had been wont to join the flower maiden in her garden. He began to think of her and how she had looked at different times when he had thus seen her. He remembered her the day before among the lavender and before that among the roses with their dangerous thorns. Once among the lilies, herself as pure and white. Surely, surely, he said to himself, one of these three is her favorite flower. And he lay staring up at the ceiling, trying to remember which of all her posies she had seemed most to love. Which one of them has her heart? How curiously she said it. My heart is with my favorite flower. Surely she meant something more by the words than the first thought which they bring. What did she mean? At this moment, Joyful glanced toward the window where the morning sunlight streamed in gloriously. The vines about the lattice trembled in a passing breeze. One of them, reaching out a slender, tendril finger, seemed to beckon him. He half rose in bed, smiling at the thought. Lo, a little pink and white flower nodded at him over the windowsill. It was a morning glory. How pretty, how fresh, how fairy-like it was with the dew in its cup and with its little green leaves so graceful, like pointed hearts. Suddenly Joyful sat straight up in bed. Those heart-shaped leaves, the heart of the Princess Laurette. Her favorite flower? Was it not the morning glory? Now he remembered how he had first seen her peering in at the little arbor, herself a pink and white flower on a green stem with the blossom in her hair. He remembered how she had kissed the little cups and called them her darlings. How could he ever have forgotten? He sprang from the bed and ran eagerly to the window. He stretched out his hand to the blossom, not to pick it, it was too early for that, but to caress it for his maiden's sake. Leaning out to do so, he heard a little laugh beneath his window, and looking down, he saw the green flower maiden with whom he had played in the mornings, standing at the foot of the morning glory vine on which her hand rested lovingly. She was looking up, but when she met his eyes, she turned and ran away, laughing softly as she disappeared from sight. The time passed all too slowly for Joyful, but at last the hour for the trial came. The herald blew his trumpet and the courtiers flocked to the hall to witness a ceremony the like of which they had seen so many times before 
that they were bored at the very thought. But because Joyful had first come as a prisoner and was now a suitor for their lady's hand, they were somewhat more interested than usual in the day's decision. Weary with a heavy night and bad dreams, the Prince Fortman stood on one side of the throne with his white tube rose in his hand. But alas, the flower was as faded and weary looking as himself. Plucked so early before the trial, all its fragrance and beauty were gone, and Fortman's heart sank as he looked at it, wondering if, after all, it could be the princess's favorite flower. But it was now too late to select another. Indeed, he had but just risen when he heard the great bell toll its warning to be ready for the trial. He got ready quickly, and his mind was ill-prepared. Joyful, on the other hand, was as bright and brisk as the sun whose rising he had seen. His suit of green velvet was fair to view, and his eyes shone happily. In his hand, he held a few inches of little vine with leaf and tendril, and at the side, a single pale pink blossom. The courtiers eyed it curiously. Most of them had never before seen a morning glory, and they giggled to think one should suppose so simple a flower could be the choice of a royal princess. Now the trumpet sounded again, and in came the Princess Florette, dressed in a beautiful robe of green silk, in which she looked more than ever like a wonderful flower. She mounted to her throne, looking down kindly upon her people, but merely glancing toward the two suitors who stood on either side of the dais. Now to the business of the day, she said. I will listen to the choice which my two suitors have made. And you first, Prince Fortman. How have you selected? Have you found the flower of my heart? Have you guessed my secret choice? And are you therefore to be my very dear prince? Prince Fortman knelt at the foot of the throne and held out the withered tuberose somewhat ruefully. This, my princess, is your favorite flower, I think. All over the garden I sought, and I deemed it best of all. This queen of the night is less beautiful by day, but in the moonlight it was very fair and sweet. I think your heart lies in this flower. Give it to me to wear always, dear princess. He spoke beseechingly, for indeed he loved her very dearly. But the princess shook her head. Not so, O prince, she said. 
This flower of the night is not my dearest one. It is sweet, but its breath is heavy and cloying. It takes away sleep and fills the brain with stupor. Nay, you have not chosen wisely, as your own haggard looks show. You are not to be my prince. You know not my heart. Farewell, Prince Fortman. Then Fortman rose and turned away, as so many princes had done before him. He went out of the palace very sadly and was never more seen in that place. The princess turned next to Joyful. And what has our prince of wanderers chosen, she asked. How well does Joyful know the heart of Princess Florette? I have chosen thus, said the lad, as he knelt at the feet of the flower maiden and held out to her the bit of vine with its frail blossom. The sweet and simple blossom of early morning, the favorite of the early riser. This has your heart. Oh, my princess, see its heart-shaped leaf? Have I not guessed right? Then the princess went down the steps of the throne and took the vine from the hand of Joyful and placed its flower in her hair. But her hand holding the heart-shaped leaf she placed within that of Joyful, and she said, Prince Joyful, you have chosen well, because you know my heart, and because you love what I love. You have guessed my secret. You found my heart among the morning glories, and now it is yours forever. Take it, Prince Joyful, and with it my hand. I have yet to punish you for your fault in entering my garden at the forbidden hour. Your punishment shall be this. You shall, without reward for a year and a day, be my minstrel, my soldier, my teacher, my doctor. But from thenceforth forever you shall be my very dear prince, sharer of my kingdom of flowers. This is the doom and the decree which I pronounce. Then she kissed him very sweetly, and leading him up to the throne, they sat down side by side upon the golden chairs. Sing to them, my minstrel, said the princess, and he sang as she commanded, until the courtiers hugged one another for joy of his wondrous music. He sang a song of Florette and her heart like a flower, but he sang not the story of the flower maiden for that was a secret between him and the princess, while they lived happily ever after. From that time forward, each morning, Joyful and Florette stole down into the garden while the others were yet asleep and enjoyed the flowers at their fairest. And no one, 
not even the surly gardener, suspected anything about it, which was the greatest fun of all to the merry pair. Nor did anyone ever hear of the tale until this day, when I tell it to you. Sleep tight. Thank you.